Hey everyone, Johnny Roven here, Los Angeles personal injury attorney. Uh, today I'm going to discuss the heavily, heavily asked topic, do I have a good medical malpractice case? So this is something that I'm asked very, very frequently. Many people come up to me asking about their medical malpractice case. I've handled many, many malpractice cases and so it's often a very difficult question to answer. Medical malpractice is obviously something very different than car accident cases. So for example, in a car uh, car accident case, you might be stopped at a red light and someone just hits into you and the liability is clear. Um, your, your neck flips back and you start, you're starting to feel the neck and back pain. The injuries are clear. The injuries clearly were caused by the accident. That is not the case in medical malpractice. In medical malpractice, we have many, many hurdles that you have to overcome in order to prove a case, which is why many attorneys do not take on medical malpractice cases. Besides the hurdles that you have to overcome, the experts are very expensive. And in California, there's a cap on pain and suffering. It's, a, it's called MICRA, and it's a law that was passed in the 70s that limits pain and suffering damages, medical malpractice cases, to 250000 So whether you have, you know, a laceration or or a doctor leaves a blade inside of you or a loved one dies as a result of medical negligence, the law in California, very, very uh, draconian, limits pain and suffering at 250000 So medical malpractice, what do you need to do in order to prove medical malpractice and how do medical malpractice attorneys evaluate whether it's their good cases and whether you should pursue those cases. So the first thing is the standard of care. So let's say, you know, sta what's standard of care? Standard of care is the standard at which uh, care should be provided. So let's say there are risks to the procedure. There, There's that's definitely, you know, something that's out there. So if you go, if, if you go in for a surgery, there's risk to the surgery. Um, things can go wrong during a surgery, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it was below the standard of care. So even though you were injured as a result of a doctor performing a surgery where you, uh, you know, had some kind of subsequent injury, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's medical malpractice. And that's a big, big problem because a plaintiff's attorney will likely need to find another surgeon that can testify as to that surgeon's standard of care. What are some of the problems with this? One, um, they're, they don't want, a lot of times, the more narrow of a specialty you get, the experts don't want to testify against other experts. They see each other at conventions, conferences, it's a very small world. I mean, try and find, you know, a pediatric uh, neurosurgeon to testify against another one. It's just, it's going to be a difficult thing to do. It's possible, but it's just very difficult, uh, it, generally speaking. Another thing is that in order to review the case to see whether it's below the standard of care, you might need to pay this expert to review the medical records and talk to relevant people about you know the the facts of the case so that too it might cost thousands of dollars just to see whether there is any negligence in the first place so this coupled with the limitation of 
micro pain and suffering uh, at 250. These are just some of the hurdles to uh, when evaluating a medical malpractice case. So people will ask me, do I have a good case? Do I have a good case? A lot of the times the answer is yes, it's a good case, but is it really worth pursuing the medical malpractice case? So for example, you know, um, a person goes in for a surgery, but then they wake up and they have a severe arm ache. The arm really, really hurts and it's because the doctor or whatever uh, expert that was in there left the arm during surgery at a certain location that caused this pain. But the pain lasted for six weeks and this was excruciating pain for six weeks. So are, is a person going to pursue that in a medical malpractice case? Well, they'll have to pay for experts and their pain and suffering damages are already limited at the 250 cap. And they're not going to have any future pain and suffering. They're not, they're not going to have, it doesn't seem like they're going to have any future treatments that they're going to need either. So are you really going to want to spend, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 plus thousand pursuing a case when there's an injury that lasted for six weeks? That's another thing that medical malpractice attorneys look at. The duration of the injury. How long it's going to go for? Do you need future treatment? Because those types of things, you can get so you can get it outside of the 250 pain and suffering cap. If you're going to need future treatment, future care, that's not pain and suffering. That's what's called economic damages. So you really want to see the extent of the damages. That's another hurdle. It really might. It really should be worth it, even though there is negligence in many cases. You need to evaluate whether you want to go through the trouble of a medical malpractice case. It's much different than a regular uh, car accident case, uh, a dog bite case, even slip and falls. It goes into its own whole subcategory. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that you learned a little something here. If you have questions, uh, feel free to comment in the comment section below. And I will look forward to seeing you guys next time.